1: No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today we're in here with Chicago's very own Ruga. How you feeling, man? Yeah, I'm feeling good today. Got me a fat roll blunt. Yeah. I'm feeling good. Fat to say the least. So you don't care about how long it is so much as long as it's fat as fuck? It got to
0: have a little, you know, a little lift to
1: it, though. You know what I'm saying? But it just
0: got to be thick. You got to have your blunt stick, bro.
1: Right. That's you that's can't a, be It's a alone. Chicago thing, man. Chicago dudes are very proud about their, their woods being as thick as possible. Yeah, I like yeah, you gotta, gotta perfect it. You been out to L.A. a million times, or uh, how many times you out here? Is this still kind of new to you? Yeah, it's still new to. It's my second time to L.A.
0: Okay, that's my second time. First time was I was here on business, though. You feel me? I wasn't really traveling around or nothing like that, so I ain't really get to see nothing like that. Right. You're this appre- time is, I see it all. You appreciate it out here? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's motivation. You feel me? Big houses, people mm-hmm. running around with their kids dogs walking the dogs just comfortably you know it's like it's different you know what I'm saying
1: right Chicago way different yeah there's a lot of possibility out here yeah because you could be in the hood and you can be in like Beverly Hills in like 20 minutes and that will really like show a motherfucker in the hood like well it's possible like there's a whole big world out
0: here LA hood too like it's a lot of like um I see I see it's a lot a lot more I see more homeless like people, a lot of places around here like
1: mm. I don't know. Maybe no. it's
0: because it's hot. Like they come here to where it's hot. You know what I'm
1: saying? I'm guessing you ain't really seen like downtown Skid Row super crazy, but downtown I mean, you, there's so many goddamn homeless people and it used to be bad when we had a shop down there about five years ago, but I was down there the other day and holy fuck it must have got bad after COVID. They got tents everywhere now.
0: Yeah, that's the thing too. COVID Oh my goodness. Like they it's serious downhill. I see like people walking around like like I should, like I should know something. Like, mm. like I don't know, there's so something going on out here. So, but nah, it's kind of serious out
1: here. I've been seeing it, so I've been trying to just wear my mask a lot. Right, no, and yeah, it's real So, so tell me a little bit about your uh, upbringing in Chicago. What area you grew up in, and, and what your upbringing was like? Well, I grew up in the um, Englewood
0: area of Chicago. You feel me? Middle, the heart of where it all, you know what I'm saying, happens at. What happened at? But basically, I grew up, you know what I'm saying, in poverty. You feel me? Me and my mama, my five, my four brothers. You feel me? We uh, we weren't fortunate always. You know what I'm saying? So, we was in the, tr- you know, the trenches. That's what we call it, the trenches. But,
1: uh-huh.
0: but shit, I just, you know, I was a young. You know, I grew up young. You know what I'm saying? Household, we was, we was all together. You feel me? And, and don't get me wrong, I was in the streets too. You feel me? Started hanging, hanging with friends that was in the streets. You know just getting them type of friends and now it's like i grew
1: into the streets you know and but were you was that something that was kind of all around always around you or was it something where you felt like at a certain point you just started to get exposed to that type of stuff more and more and a lot of kids are afraid of getting in trouble and shit i'm guessing Mm -hmm. it sounds like you didn't really have that in your brain too much it
0: it was more like when i was younger i wasn't out you know what i'm saying because my mom my mama she was a you feel me she was a strict, you feel mm. me? She wasn't going, y'all had to be in the house when the street, we had to be in when the street lights came on, you feel me? But once I reached that age to where I can kind of be free and she, I can kind of be out later, you feel me? I started hanging with them different type of friends and we kind of moved from where we was living at. So once we came over there, it was a whole different environment. Mm. It was different type of people, shit, and they, I just had to adapt, you feel me? Cause that's where we at. We couldn't go
1: nowhere else. huh. definitely. Um, in terms of music, like what kind of music were you growing up listening to and and how much did it mean to you? And did you ever see yourself becoming a rapper as you got older?
0: Yeah, I always used to rap when I was younger. And uh, I used to look up to listen to people like Lil Wayne, 50 Cent, you feel me? Um, who else was popping back then when I was younger? Um, like artists like that, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, them the main artists that was popping back then to me as a kid. I used to like R&B too, shit. I used to listen to R&B music. Uh Trey songs when he was out and shit back then. Right. But nah, I always, I knew I wanted to rap when Christmas, 05, you feel me? My mama, she bought me a, uh, I told her, I kept begging her for it. I'm like, give me that Lil Wayne album and that Trey songs album, you feel me? Cause I don't know if you know, I know how to sing too, you feel me? So I do R&B too. So it was always, that alone, she bought me those too. You see what I'm saying? Like the R&B and the rap, and I listened. To, I listened to that shit about a thousand times just to a point where she wanted to throw that shit away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel it. But nah, for real, I always had music in me though. Like it's just like I just wanted to do it. I always used to walk around the house rapping, singing. Then my mama and my brother, them they always used to tell me you should, you know, take it a little serious. Mm. But you know, I took it serious though. I started taking it serious
1: eventually. Right. In the long run would you say that you got heavy in the streets or heavy into the music first streets yeah definitely so around what age and what kind of stuff were you running around doing and like because you know from a lot of people's perspective it's like yo chicago has crazy street shit chicago has a crazy gang problem up close and personal what was your perspective on how that all related to your life um honestly we was
0: like doing like Chicago ain't like everybody think it is. It was fun at a point of, And it still is fun. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We was just doing simple stuff kids do. Be outside and chilling. and Chilling in the park. Playing basketball. Literally, like, we all just chilling. Chilling with the girls in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Just, But I, then it just turned into people. We all went to school together. You know what I'm saying? Everybody. So it turned into them over there at this school, they lived on this side of the town and we lived over here. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And they're getting to it over some petty shit, over a female. You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, they friends riding with their friends and our friends riding with our friends and it turned from some fights to beef. Now, you feel me? To wars now. This shit crazy. But, but the everyday life, though, out there is just simple. You know what I'm saying? I'm, it's like you just got to have your head on, man. You got to have your eyes open out there. Like, It's like it's different in Chicago. You know, you got to move swift. You got to always be aware of your surroundings, like wherever you go in Chicago. That's just how it is.
1: Right. And, I mean, any young kid coming up in that kind of environment, you have to make a choice at a certain point. It's like do you want to protect yourself or do you want to be walking around – as a potential target for somebody who's uh, more well equipped than you and I mean did you have to make that decision at a certain point at a young age because that seems like that's got to be the hardest choice for a young kid like do you want to just try to stay out of it or are you going to protect yourself
0: and it's like even the kids that stay out of it you feel me shit happened to them too you know because it's like you could just be walking down the street bro and like you got people that's driving over here trying to do some hits, you feel me, and trying to get down on them, on they ops. And people don't even care who they see, like, to mm-hmm. a point. Like, if you look like a member or something, like, you just look like one of those, it could happen to you, you know what I'm saying? So, right. nine times out of ten, if you had your gun on you, you pro- that probably would have saved your life, you feel me? Like, it is, but, and that's just how crazy it is. Like, it's almost like it's forcing you to get a gun, like, forcing you to protect yourself.
1: mm mm-hmm the way you talk about it you seem like you have a how old are you 27 27 so you've definitely seen the the pros and cons of of the street life which is interesting because when when you're 15 a lot of kids are just like woo woo like this is tight i'm into it all this violence and shit is just fine and you get to a certain point and like you start to get a little weary of it like you see too much yeah, that, and that's that's kind of what it was. Like it's kind of like me seeing it and me
0: seeing other people go through it. Mm-hmm. It's a cycle. You see what I'm saying? I, I I lived long enough in it to see a cycle happen. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like my cycle, then the younger kids' cycle started happening. Once I started seeing them go through it, you mm-hmm. feel me? And like I just started looking at them like it's the same shit I was doing. You feel me? So. So it's like it kinda woke me. That's that's the type of shit that woke me up more. Like just seeing other people do it and be like, i would be like, I was really doing this dumb shit. Like I was really standing outside four, five hours, you see what I'm saying, in the cold, Mm. waiting for a motherfucker to pull up, come shooting at us, like just doing it's like, it's just you just see shit, you know what I'm saying? Especially like when I got a vehicle, when I got a car, when I bought my first car. I really started seeing shit for what it really was because I wasn't walking as much, you feel me? Mm. And I start driving past the hood just looking at all the guys out there standing around doing the same shit. And it's like you really look at everything, you know what I'm saying? It's like you on the inside just, just looking at it on the
1: out, looking at it like, damn, like when you drive past, you see shit different like for some reason. Right. No, that when so. you're saying like seeing the next generation come because, I mean, at a certain point, like – you know, when you're fifteen or sixteen, like a lot of kids really think that they invented gangbanging, mm-hmm. and they invented fucking yeah, they killing people around, and shit man. like that. And they don't their 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 perspective is just too short term to realize that like no, this has been happening for a long ass time. Ain't right? nothing cool about it, and it's gonna keep happening until something changes, you know? Yeah. For real. Definitely. Um, okay, so I gotta ask. How much did the climate in Chicago change when Chief Keef came out? Because that, you know, you just hear people who are not from Chicago talk about how everything was all good in their city or their town. And then all of a sudden, like this, this era of drill music came out and it changed everything on Mm -hmm. not just Chicago, but in other places as well. Did you feel that that shift?
0: Yeah, I definitely did. Hell yeah. Chief Keef put a big impact on the music, you know what I'm saying, game for Chicago. You know what I'm saying? he kinda gave a lot of people from Chicago hope, you feel me, that I could make it. Like, if Chief Keith did it, I could make it. It kinda put the eye on Chicago, you feel me? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he definitely um, made a big snap, you feel me, on what he did. Shit, I feel like he changed, you know, a lot of shit in music, you know what I'm saying? Like, the way people think and rap, and you know, like, everybody think, like, I got to get on the way Chief Keefe got on or something. You know what I'm saying? It kind of puts you, it's like he changed a lot. Like, he make people go. A lot of people went that tried to go that route he went. You feel me? So that's all I could really say. He kind of influenced a lot of people, shit, from Chicago to, to rap.
1: It showed a lot of people in Chicago probably that they could make it out of their area off of the strength of their music, but then at the same time, it's like his content for a lot of people sort of like personified the identity of like a young, violent Chicago teen. Like this, yeah. he happens to be making good music, but this is kind of the stereotype that people are worried about when they talk about Chicago. Yeah,
0: cause you got uh, people that, that put this image on you. You feel me? And it's the image that they want of you. Mm. And it's like, sometimes that's what's paying, getting the bills paid you got to keep giving off that image, you feel me? And I feel like that's what it was more with him. Like, you just had to keep going and, and kind of put yourself in a box. You feel
1: me? Mm, I feel it. So when did you, um, or you've, you've just known Duck since you were a kid? Or, like, how close of cousins were you guys?
0: That's my blood cousin. Like, I'm talking about, like, since we was six, seven years old, like, no, knowing he, like, hanging together. Like. Playing football in the yard, like all that type of shit. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Like, but I can honestly say me and Duck, as family members, we wasn't, as when we was younger, we wasn't as close, you feel me? We wasn't, cause he was in a whole different neighborhood. He was in, we in a whole different household, you feel me, at the same time. And we young, you feel me? So it's not like we can hang together as much mm-hmm. as we want. But when we start getting older, he branched to his neighborhood where he was at, which is 63rd, St. Lawrence on that side and I was on 59th and Wabash, which is, which is about a mile, mile away from each other. Uh-huh. So he was kind of doing his own thing and I was doing my thing. He was rapping, but like 2012, 2013, around 14, I wasn't rapping as much, you feel me? He, he was famous back then, you right. feel me? With Chief Keith when that happened. But yeah, our relationship really got close through music. You know what I'm saying? And I got real close with him, you know? and um, we did the exposing me song, you know what I'm saying? And it was just like a, we stuck together with it as family, you know what I'm saying? I ain't I ain't proud of it, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, that song kinda brought us close. Cause that was kinda like my big peak for my career too. Like it did like 20 on or like 20 some million views, you feel like me? 30 like, 30 million right now, I yeah, think. It probably yeah. is. but um. It just kind of brought us close. It showed us, like, we gotta stick together. You know what I'm saying? We family, and this happened for a reason. Like, both of us is, is we we like the chosen ones of the family, you feel me? And we was like that, the muscle, you feel me? We the muscle of the family. So, we just stuck with that, you know what I'm saying? And kept
1: grinding, like we posed to. So when you saw him getting his shit together in terms of the music and everything, had you really had anybody who educated you on the game up till that point, or was he sort of someone that was, that was showing you like, Oh, this is, you got to do this, this, and this, if you want to have a rap career.
0: The crazy part is I'm, you know, Duck, Duck really my little cousin, you feel Mm. me? But it's more so I, I, I found myself telling Duck more stuff than anything you feel me like Mm. cause Duck Cause I always, I, look up, I looked up to Duck, you feel me? So anytime I felt he was slipping up when it was just like, I'll call him. All right, hey, I feel like you need to do this more. You feel me? Or you need to, you know what I'm saying? Put put more thought into the videos or put females in the videos. Or I, I, I even sent him a long ass text saying that type of shit like recently before he died. Like I always been like that. You know what I'm saying? That angel on his shoulder just to try to guide him right. And he had been like that with me. You feel me?
1: He- you were telling him to put females in the video? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did.
0: And in the end,
1: what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah. We can't have no girls in the slide video. That's not going to work. Yeah, not slide, <laughs> the no. definition of what not the slide, slide video is, is no girls allowed. Like, this is the hardest rap video in the world. If there was one girl in it, it would ruin the whole thing. You got girls <laughs> out here that be slide shit. I believe it. I hear about it. I heard they stab you in your sleep. Hell yeah. But, uh... <laughs> But yeah, he uh I just you
0: know, I always told him, you know, I told him the right thing and he always told me the right thing. We was just good for each other, you know what I'm saying? And mm. we was still it was still shit we needed to work on though, you feel me? But we was getting it together. Right. And it's all it was all kind of unfolding and happening.
1: Did you always feel like what Duck was doing and what you were doing was that you guys were kind of the underdogs in Chicago because you you sort of had, like, the other side of Chicago really blowing up and shit? Were you always perceiving it that way, or is that something that we, that that's the way we kind of perceive it now as fans? It's
0: more so as now, you know what I'm saying? But because more so, we still got the get the recognition. You feel me? It's like, it's like, We still could do millions of views you feel me and i feel like that's good enough like if it's gonna keep doing they they viewing it they looking at it it's like they 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 gonna do it at the beginning you know what i'm saying it's still i feel like it's still a lot i gotta do you feel me a lot i gotta prove to people Mm. to make people understand and it's, it's it's maybe it's just something that i ain't did yet you feel me that people may look at you like an underdog or like but because cause I do see that in my comments a lot, like you, y'all the underdogs, like y'all, <coughs> y'all, um, uh, what's the word for it, y'all uh, underrated, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's like, but it's up to us, you know what I'm saying, to overcome them type of things
1: and keep just grinding and keep pushing. Because Doug said that in his career, I think, right, that he felt like he was kind of blackballed out the industry by certain people?
0: Yeah, it's definitely like that, you know what I'm saying? Because you got people that, you got people that get in, you feel me, and, and, and bad mouth you and basically just build certain relationships with certain people. Not saying that's a bad thing, you feel mm-hmm. me? It's good to build relationships, but but you got people that bad talk people and be like, nah, don't fuck with him. He ain't, you know what I'm saying? He ain't, them niggas ain't right. They might rob you or them niggas just, and, and this person, is so willing to work with this person because he might be big, you feel me, that he might, he gonna believe it and be mm-hmm.
1: like, alright, I'm not gonna work with him. Then and All of a sudden, like, shit that normally is just street beef, street politics becomes kind of like a accepted, like, narrative arc within, like, rap music because you got so many fans paying attention to it and you got, you know, rappers who want to be cool with one person and there's, they just sort of, like, you know, pile on with that, right?
0: Yeah, they definitely do. It's like, you got... You got, I call it dick sucking. Mm. That's what it is to me. Like when rappers do that and like be, oh, ain't nothing wrong with being friends with a person. You know what I'm saying? And making new friends, but you can't let that person beef. You can't, you know, dictate how you fuck with a per- uh, the next person. You know what I'm saying? Because you will block your blessings like that. Mm. You might miss out on a real good opportunity.
1: Right. Do you remember when tuca passed and what and how that changed things in chicago because it felt like that's where a lot of people who didn't realize it were like oh like there's a real like there's really crazy shit happening behind all this music yeah when
0: tuca died see me personally i didn't know tuca you feel me because i told you i'm from a whole different neighborhood right And around that time back then i wasn't kind of hanging over as a like duck friend you feel me but um, when he died, it kind of it hit the rap game. You feel me? Like, his death hit the rap game so hard. Like Something you couldn't just, pay
1: attention to, like a really young kid getting exactly. killed like that. And it's you know? like,
0: you know what I'm saying? It's like people even still talk about it to this day. Like, it's like, what's the purpose? Like, that's a 15-year-old boy. At the end of the day, even if he was in the streets, you feel me? Whatever he did, these kids don't really be having their own minds out here. They be, like, lost at that time. You feel me? And It's like, even if he an op, like, you just don't, you know, it's, you got mamas on the internet, like, crying, c- practically crying. They coming together, doing interventions and shit all together. They all talking about this shit. And it's like, to get on there and disrespect them again, it's like, you got to be, like, one of the lowest people, like, like, you got to not even give a fuck about life itself, like.
1: Right, and then, there's so many people who, Look at the Chicago rap stuff, and like you, you could tell that a lot of things that like kind of happened in Chicago for the first time in terms of the way that a lot of the beats play out in music and stuff. That shit is so not not even just the sound of it, because obviously there's tons of music that still sounds like 2011 drill coming out mm-hmm. of New York and England and wherever the fuck it is, but. Just like the 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 attitude and and the 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 willingness to like sort of represent your beast with people in music, like that was so influential to all kinds of other places too, which is crazy. Yeah,
0: and it's like it's crazy how they just look at it like they. It's like people on the outside looking in, they glorify this shit mm-hmm. like they just love this shit like they be all in my DM, bro. Bro, drop that shit, diss them niggas. Mm. I'd be like, <laughs> they just want you to just diss people, diss the dead. I don't be on that type of time no more, you know? Right. I'm trying to, you know, elevate, you feel me, and, and see better shit.
1: Like when G- when uh, Gucci said smoking on Pookie to Jeezy during that versus battle, I mean, that that doesn't happen without Chicago making that slang popular, you know?
0: Honestly, when he did that is like, I understand in a way because the situation I heard, dude, his homie tried to kill him or whatever it is, and I'd be mad too if a person tried to kill me because I could be gone today too, you feel me? Mm-hmm. But it's a level of maturity, you feel me, that you just, you know what I'm saying? You should just stay at sometimes. When you're on a certain level like that, I don't think you should kind of dip into that. It kind of shows just like it's, it's easy to get reactions out of you or just like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I definitely existed. felt like that was a good way for Gucci to win that battle. Just he by, talked this shit though. I ain't gonna lie. By giving everybody something that was so offensive and crazy that nobody could help but pay attention to it, I definitely thought it was a smart move to win the battle. I also thought it was kind of unfortunate in terms of like you know him just being an older guy in rap and somebody that so many people look up to to see him sort of go with something that we normally think of as being some young boy mm-hmm. shit of of being able to say something like that like he snapped though he turned to yeah.
0: chicago up on that motherfucker though. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I'm like oh, gucci owes oh, some shit
1: yeah
0: but yeah
1: was it crazy to see uh duck's career start to spike up like after he had already been around for all these years because when slide came out it was all like boom all of a sudden he's like a brand new artist again everybody's freaking out Yeah, that out. was
0: like that was big it was big for him you feel me i watched it that's what really Like you know what I'm saying, gave me hope. You feel that's what made me want to rap more. Like my cousin just blew the fuck up. Like and I'm I was rapping. You feel me? Still, my music wasn't. You know what I'm saying? It was still getting there, but that shit motivated me. You know what I'm saying? And I saw him doing it. He doing shows. He getting booked everywhere. He getting. You know what I'm saying? His life was changed Got signed. Money coming in. Got signed. You feel me? He was happy. Was it was just like it was a blessing. You know what I'm saying? he, 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 from now on, he was just grinding though. You know what I'm saying? He was grinding. He just kept pushing. I can honestly say he was one of the mer- most hardworking people I knew, like for real. Like mm. that boy, like worked hard, like for real. And he never gave up. As much as like, it's like people like, who you know, like go that long, you know what I'm saying? We're like kind of moving at that same pace for a while, then it blow, you know what I'm saying? And then it's like, It's like he never gave up. You know what Mm. I'm saying? No matter who tried to kick him down, who tried to make him a bad person, who tried, he just, all he did was rap. You feel me? Mm. People. Yeah. Go ahead. You just want to say something? No, I
1: mean, he just, he, he, in terms of, like, feeling like he was blackballed, in terms of, you know, being five years removed from when he really started to come out and become known as a rapper, however many years it took, I mean, that was pretty incredible. You don't see that every day.
0: Yeah, you don't. Because normally it's, if you... If you get views that first time you just blow up that when you first hit the light duck kind of been blew up though you know what i'm Mm. saying he had um like what's that song um yeah i got my gun on me i ain't trying to box right right now it's Mm. called right now that song did like 10 million views right it was at like 7 million views back in like when he dropped that 2013 2014 around that time Mm -hmm. man that song was i already had millions you feel me so duck was kind of there but he
1: reached that peak though when he Hit that slide, boy. That that shit still rocked the world. Mm, definitely. Do you think that, like, that song just felt like he made, like, probably one of the most definitive, like, Chicago gangster rap records right there. Like, it was the most bloodthirsty song I ever heard. But it was also just, like...
0: It was one of the most gangsters, commercialist yeah. songs.
1: Like I can't imagine somebody making a, a a a song like this that is much better than this. Like this and is I pretty think, much as good as it gets.
0: And I think it was more so what he was doing in the video too. Like mm. when he pulled the fucking gun out the oven, like, like I ain't never seen nobody pull a gun out the oven, though. Huh? Come on, that
1: like. Yeah.
0: That shit was just creative, you feel me? He was a he was an artist. He was a he he was humorous too, you feel me? A funny. He was funny as hell. He wasn't like the way everybody make him seem to be like he just this fucking devil or something, you know what I'm saying? Nah, man, he was a loving person, man. Like, right? You could get along with duck. Anybody could guy get along with duck. He don't discriminate with nobody or try to make nobody be in his beef. You feel me? And feel some type of way.
1: Mm, definitely. Um, were you all? Cause you know now people have the conversation about him and say he should have been out of the hood. He shouldn't have. Been still living in Chicago, like he should have known that this kind of shit would have happened to him in Chicago. Like, as somebody who was close to him, did you feel that way? Did you feel like, bro, you're too famous? You should get out of here, or you should at least not be moving around.
0: I tell him, I used to tell him all the time. Duck was out of out of Chicago. You feel me? Duck didn't live in Chicago. You feel mm. me? He, but he, I won't. He was he wasn't too far from it though. You feel me? But it's more so. I used to tell him that too. Like, you still need to get farther. Shit, I mm. think you need to move farther. But it's like Duck was a real family-oriented person. Like, he he cared about the family. Like, he made sure the family was good. I can't sit here and say he was able to take the whole family with him. You feel me? But he he was staying here to make sure the family good. I can honestly say that. Like, everything he did was for the family. Mm. Whether it was bought cars. It was one time he bought a van just for the family. That motherfucker ain't last for like two weeks. They crashed it, though. <laughs> really? Hell yeah. Oh man. He was mad as hell. <laughs>
1: That's fucked up. But
0: yeah, he he was that type of person. Like he was making sure everybody was good. And, and but I feel like I told him like I flight. Like you got too much of a big heart. You feel me? You got to think about yourself sometimes, and and take and think about you know what I'm saying. Take some time off and work on yourself, on your career, on your Because you got a platform, you there, you feel me? Right. All you got to do is get heads on and get that tunnel vision. You will get there, you feel me? And that's what he was doing. He he was doing that. He was doing that. He was traveling more. We was just talking. We was all, before, like a week before he died, we was all planning a trip to Miami. Uh We was all going to go, you feel me? Me and Duck was going to go out there on some business type shit and find a studio to work in. You know, we was going to be out there for like a week. Uh But just to do shit different and... It, it, we all just wanted to do you know just traveling we were just talking about traveling so much before he died
1: Damn, that's sad. yeah, I mean, okay, so in terms of the duck situation, though, do you feel like the- sh- do you feel like he was genuinely bothered once the whole sixty third thing started to kind of become a meme, and like his you know very much felt like certain people in the industry were uh you know, sort of hating on him and and his neighborhood as, like, a a reoccurring meme, as, like, a a promotional stunt of sorts.
0: It it, it wasn't. I wouldn't say it hurt him, you know what I'm saying? Because Duck was the type really don't let nothing. nothing, Can't nothing really get to him. He'll laugh at the shit, like, that shit goofy, you know what I'm saying? But when you got people – it's not the fact that they saying it. It's the fact that they got other people saying it. You see what I'm saying? When you now, when you got other people that saying it that don't got nothing to do with none, don't know what's going on, never been in the hood, mm. just saying smoking too cool, I'm not from 63rd, Third. Just shit like that. It's like you y'all making people choose a side. It's almost like you putting a person in your beef. It's almost like you putting a person in danger even by doing shit like that. Cause you don't know what a person to do, how much a person love a person or they block what you disrespecting. You mm. know what I'm saying? There's crazy ass people out here that get up with you. You know what I'm saying? Find your ass. But it's more so <clears throat> it ain't really affect them. You know what I'm saying? It was just like it's just like shit. He looked at it like I'm going to do it back to y'all ass. You feel me? It mm. was like a I'm, y'all want to send shots? I'm going to send shots back. That's what it was. And it's like I'm going a, I'm to a diss your people's on the dead song. I'm going to diss your dead homies on a song. Mm. And I'm going to let the... Now you in a club and the prom- and they didn't threw this shit on and you and you got to hear it. You feel yeah. me? Now you in a club looking stupid. That's just how it be. You feel me? And it's like, that's what it was. It was like a shot back. Duck wasn't like uh, too fond of dissing and dead people. Like, he ain't like that shit like that. It's just more so like... He, he he a family person. He protect his family. He going to stand up for his family. And that's all he was doing.
1: No, yeah. When you paint that image of, like, somebody being in the club and having to hear a record where somebody's talking about somebody's dead homies, I mean, that's just... That's like, deep. Whatever you could, we could be trying to do to decrease the violence and, and make Chicago chill that's the fuck deep. out, I mean, that that's the kind of thing that's just throwing keep kerosene on got, the flames.
0: You got these promoted, like, these DJs, people who play shit on the radio, and it'd be a lot of shit that used to be disrespectful, and it was like... This the thing, like, like with us, if we was to do it, it won't they'd be like, that's disrespectful, it won't get played on the radio or something. But you got a Chief Keith song, he on this bitch, smoking Tuca, You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You on the radio saying this shit, but it's like they promoting it. And it's like, who is really the ones that's promoting it and the ones that's really like, like, they like, do they like this shit? Do they want this shit to keep going on? Like, do once an
1: artist gets popular enough or whatever, the, they're just going to take the, the fact that they're offended by it and the, that's going out the window, right? Hmm.
0: But they don't look at the fact that you got people, mamas on the internet crying mm-hmm. about this shit. Her son and she You got, probably got... Thousand people in her DM or some DM her goofy shit, just took of this. Or she just might be somewhere and hear a song and hear took of this. And her, it's her son, you know what I'm saying? That She might have to relive that shit every time she hear that.
1: Right. You know I, what I'm saying? I think that's really bold of her to come out and lay her feelings on display because it forces people to really think about how fucked up it is to just keep. You know, it's bad enough people getting killed in the streets. There's a whole nother level to, like, have to infect the music with that and have mm-hmm. to make a mom, have to deal with that over and over i mean she should have she should have been healing for damn near 10 years from losing her kid you know instead it's like an open wound that keeps getting ripped back open yeah
0: that ain't but you know that's just chicago man how
1: they is man yeah definitely um do you uh yeah, I, so that, that was a crazy time period where the comments were just filling up with the 63rd thing. Like, that yeah. was just a wild, like, moment for me to be like, wow, like, all these kids are getting involved in this fucking... Like, by turning something into a joke or a meme, it's kind of like you could get kids on board with it to a level that they might not have been previously. Yeah, that's like, a lot more, like, manipulating the mind. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um... Okay, so can we talk about um, how you found out about Duck's passing? Because he, he, you know, that was one thing people were really shocked about was that he didn't die in the hood. He died in a nicer area of Chicago when he was just out shopping.
0: Yeah, that's like when I found out shit, well, I was, I was at like a little rib spot somewhere. I, I was in the car, literally. Pop pulled over to eat my food. If you know how you'd be at the restaurant, you got to eat your food in the car. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I got a call from my, uh, my pops. He called me. He was like, yeah, duck just got shot, you feel me? And I'm like, damn, just got shot. But I'm not thinking of nothing too major. By the way, he said it. It was like a, he just got shot. Like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So he he, he hung up. I'm trying now. – I'm calling around, trying to see what's going on. I finally get – you know what I'm saying? I called. Called. Nobody know what's going on. Everybody's saying um, they took him to the hospital, you feel me? They rushed him to the hospital. So, see, me personally, I don't like – like going to the hospital and seeing that type of shit. I don't like it, you know what I'm saying? So even when like my best friend passed away, I didn't go to the hospital when he was up there because it was like, I just don't be, I'm not, you know, Mm. I don't know my, I just don't like being at that type of shit. But I was at home with my mama. I went home with my mama and um, I told her what was going on. We just cut the news on. She was praying right there. She was got the praying. She was just like my mama get the praying. She get nervous. You know what I'm saying? But I just watched the news. They announced it. That's why. That's when I found out. They was like, so and so, another male was shot in critical condition, and a 27 year old male pronounced deceased. Mm. That's when I knew. That shit crushed me. You know, just to see it on the news like that was when I. It all hit me, my mama just broke down. It's
1: just like, yeah, that shit was hard. It was tough, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so was there a period of time, there was a period of time where you weren't sure if he was gonna pass? I guess like once you've seen so many people get shot and survive, it's like you kind of just start to assume that it's not gonna end that way.
0: It was to a point where it was like, like I said, it's like, couldn't even cry. It was so deep, like, I just watching my mama cry. You know what I'm saying. I'm trying to be strong for her. You know what I'm saying, and, and be strong for his mama. You gotta. But it's just a deep pain. You know, like I've seen this shit a lot of times. You know, and it's like when it hit, it's like you just gotta prepare yourself. You gotta mentally for the whole process that's gonna happen behind it, like the, the funeral. That's everything that went through my mind when I first heard he died. I thought about when we was young. That's what I thought about. That's the first thing hit me like, damn, all these years. You know? Then, let's get to thinking about the funeral, how all this finna be, how everybody finna be acting, how that shit was just tough, man. Yeah. The family.
1: Do you think that he was paranoid at that time? You think he was moving around, like thinking that people really wanted to do something to him? To and it's it's one thing for people to want to do something to you. It's another thing for people who want to do something to you so bad that they're gonna, you know, hunt you down in a nice ass area where you don't expect that to be the case.
0: Yeah, I think, I think he was basically, honestly, duck not the type to be all scared or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Cause he, like as you y'all saw, whatever it was, he had it on him. It was what it was, but. I don't think he was... I think it was more so startled, like... You know what I'm saying? When he seen him, I think he peeped whatever he saw. You feel me? He saw it first before it happened. Uh-huh. And and it was more so like he just couldn't couldn't control the situation. You feel me? And it's, mm. that's how it happened, you know? Mm. Like, like you say, he was going to get something for his son. You know what I'm saying? I could see if he was up there even shopping for him. You know, I would be like, he shouldn't have been there. But it's like... Everything happened for a reason. You know, it's like he was there for his son. It's like he was, look at what he was doing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What fathers you know even, some fathers don't even do that. Some rappers don't even go in stores for their son. At the end of the day, he felt like it was his job as a father to go in here to get something for his son. You feel me? Right. But when it happened, you know, it happens. And it's like, it happened fast. Shit. Shit. I just feel like he just sat there and thought about it. Like, damn, you know, it happened. Yeah, but I know Duck. He he wasn't. He went out like a G. You hear me? He sat there and, and he, he thought about all us. He thought about the family, everybody, and he he know what he left on, what he, his legacy. You feel me? He he left a great legacy. Right. To make sure
1: it live on, you know. Do you uh, do you live with the fear? Like, is that a constant in your mind that that kind of thing could happen to you?
0: Yeah, I, I think about that all the time, you know? Like, even before the fame, before rap, you know what I'm saying, just how Chicago is, you got to think like that. Like, mm. it could happen to you anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was downtown, you feel me? Like, this shit can happen anywhere, especially if you're in his life or if you're even living around that environment type of shit that's happening. You got to be prepared for that shit. You got to be mentally ready you know what i'm saying and prepare yourself you got to ad- adapt to what you're around you know what i'm saying so yeah
1: how's it been seeing the outpouring of support from people who his music meant something to uh, even even stuff like you know seeing his mom going Vlad and uh, you know talk about how how all, all affected her like how has it felt in terms of how he's being remembered and everything. It's been such a fucked up year to be honest that it's almost yeah, like yeah. people have a hard time focusing on one tragedy for too long.
0: Yeah, it's definitely been a crazy year, man. Like like I, you like you don't even get no time to grieve. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like she just lost a, another son. You know what I'm saying? Before that, like maybe a year or two before that. You know what I'm saying? It's like you don't get that time the like, grieve. It's like it's just back-to-back, like
1: that shit of how you numb. him. Definitely. Um, yeah, because one crazy thing is that probably one of the biggest interview clips that we had last year was King Von talking about Duck. A couple months later, Duck's gone. A couple months after that, Von's gone. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, it is. And that, that clip had all those views. Like, people were so obsessed with the, this beef between them even before they both passed. And then now you have two of the most popular Chicago rappers of the last few years, both gone. How's that sit with you, just knowing that, like, you know, that this was that, – that people were that enamored by that conflict?
0: Um, it's like it's, – it's a lot, you know what I'm saying? It's – with, 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 with Vaughn and Duck dying, you know what I'm saying? Because you got people that was just making a mock at it, you feel me? When mm-hmm. Duck died, like, on the internet, just going crazy. Even the Ops, like, just on that, just saying crazy shit. And then it's like, tables turning, just happened to him. Oh, yeah. Boom. But me personally, when it happened, I wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm finna get on here and go diss this is diss him. Nah, man, it's like. Cause at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Op or not, they both put an impact on Chicago. You feel me? They both played a part in rap and drill rap or Chicago rap, you feel me? So, so yeah, we took two losses at the end of the day, but shit real, you know what I'm saying? Life too short, bro. You can't be out here living like that. Like living with no remorse. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's That's one thing like Living with no remorse, boy. That shit catch up with you.
1: Definitely. Do you um do you believe that they actually had a conversation before uh before Duck passed, or was that not true?
0: Honestly, I don't even really know if that shit true. I never talked to Duck about it. He never talked to me about it. I don't know. I can't even tell you if that shit true. I don't know if he was trolling because I don't know. You know, I seen a little video when he where well, he said it like on he posted it. Yeah. I don't know if he was trolling or what but i don't know
1: i can't even say no that was really confusing to me too i'm like is this is he trying to be funny or is this a real thing that happened it was very kind of confusing yeah
0: shit real man you gotta be on point out here this shit crazy
1: do you think that the chicago you know fans you think they're gonna learn anything from all that they've seen in 2020 like the rap fans the young up the young kids in the bad neighborhoods who are fucking trying to become rappers and stuff. Do you think that this is like informative to them to some extent?
0: It's a lot of it's a lot of shorties that's going to learn from it, you know, and a lot of shorties that might just not You feel me. But it's a lot. I feel like it's more people learn from it this year, though, because it was a lot of deaths. It was a lot of with the Corona shit from just life itself was a challenge to 2020. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? For a lot of people, for everybody. But musically, shit, yeah, like we're losing them people and all this beef shit, all this extra shit, blocking everybody blessings from getting where they want to be. At the end of the day, I'm not sitting here saying, I'm. it's a truce for me, no. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, just be smart and smarten up how you move and what you do in the music. You know what I'm saying? With what you say and how you say it. Mm. It's like everybody don't have to know who we who you beefing with or everybody don't have to know none of that shit. Like mm. if you beefing with this nigga, don't he don't nobody have to know you beefing with him. You feel me? It is what it is. Let it leave it in the streets. Right.
1: Yeah, that seems like it's something that's gotten kind of forgotten at a certain point. That people just love to air their fucking grievances out on records and shit these days, huh?
0: Yeah. People like to tell on themselves, too, on records.
1: Right. Or just social media in general. Since it's very hard for people to hold back on that at a certain point, huh? Yeah, social media is crazy. Like,
0: social media is a part of a lot of this shit, too. Like, why people die like this and why it's crazy like this. Because this shit, do you, have you paid attention to how hard it is to get your eyes out of your phone? Oh, yeah. Like, just go a day without a phone. That shit is like, boy, that shit is like death. Mm. Without a phone, I can't I can't function without a phone.
1: You get so addicted to this constant surge of information that it's just really, really hard for you to just go back to just being alone with your own thoughts. For real. Which is which is a shame. And then when I notice it that really bothers me is when I'll be playing with my kid for twenty minutes. And then I realized at the end of the 20 minutes that I'm thinking about my phone. I'm thinking about, like, oh, I'm, like, feeling that that itch. Like, I got to look at Instagram phone, for a second. Yeah. I got to look at Twitter real quick, yeah.
0: You've been a looked at it, and you look at it, you realize you ain't did shit, but scrolled and just scrolled. You would be at night just laying down till your damn neck started hurting Scroll. <laughs> yeah. You ever scroll so much, your neck and the back just start hurting, oh, laid yeah. down. Yeah. But, yeah, that shit. And they fuck with your eyes, the phones. Mm-hmm. Like, you ever looked at a phone so long, you're you. you you look at something else it look blurry yeah or look at a tv after you look at your phone you look blurry i don't know
1: they're putting something in these phones man mm. no definitely um what do you want to do to keep duck's name alive or to make sure that people don't forget him
0: all i could do is you know just keep pushing you know what i'm saying do whatever do what he was doing you know what i'm saying do what he want me to do still you know what i'm saying and And finish whatever we 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 finish our plans or what we had, you know. Just keep going, you know what I'm saying, and 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 just get better myself, you know what I'm saying, and and learn from his mistakes. You feel me? Right. And, And 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 do it do it better. You know what I'm saying, and do better for myself, my son, my family. Take care of the family the same way he was. You know what I'm saying. I'm gonna do what he was what he wanted. You know what I'm saying. That's what's gonna make him proud and his legacy going you know i'm gonna I'm scream his name as much as i can you know what i'm saying mm. because you know what i'm saying i, I just know like and he still got music that ain't been you know what i'm saying released he still got an album that's gonna drop you know mm. we're gonna keep his name lit that's all
1: you know yeah no definitely but do you ever think about the contradiction of the fact that like a lot of a lot of his biggest music was his most violent music a lot of you can say that for a lot of rappers from that's me too, Chicago yeah, me too. And, right does that make you ever think about changing the kind of shit that you're comp you're rapping about or, or is it is it weird because you realize that you might not be able to have songs that are nearly as big if you lay off of the street shit? Mm-hmm.
0: it's like it's like like i say they try to keep you in this box you feel me and people let people control they minds you feel me when you get it to a point where it's like, I got to make this because this is what they want, that's you letting them control you. Mm. You need to just do whatever makes you happy. Do whatever makes you feel good. You know what I'm saying? Rather the views on your shit change, whatever it is, they going to accept you for who you is regardless. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Good music is good music. Rather, Because mm. I, I, I go through that type of shit like I rap about some pain type shit with the melodic sound, you feel me, and do it. It be good music, you feel me? but you got some people that just might not want to hear it. Mm. You got some people that just, they don't want to hear that soft shit or, or you just got different type of people for different type of music. You know what mm. I'm saying? So, But me personally, I try to make all type of music. Like I make rap, drill music, shit. I done made reggae music, R&B music. I'm talking about, I try to do everything, you feel me? And just so I won't be in this box.
1: You feel me? Definitely. Um, Sosa actually came out recently and said that he's done dissing dead ops and whatnot. Do you take that seriously? Do you take anybody seriously from Chicago if they say that? that? Uh, Chief Keefe.
0: Oh, shit. If they do say it, yeah, I'll take it serious here because you you said it. You feel me? And you a big name, and now your word is out there. Now, if you do it again, you just looking like. A fucking phony. Like now, you just looking fake as hell. Like at the end of the day, shit. That's how I feel. You feel me? I ain't on that shit. Like I, honestly, I have never been a type to mm. diss people on songs. That one. That's one song. You go through every song I got. I, I don't diss nobody. Right. You know what I'm saying? That one song, me and Duck did it. You feel me? But it is what it is. It's done. You can't take nothing back. It is what it is. But you know what I'm saying, I think people be. If you say it, you better be serious. Shit, you better stand on it.
1: Right. I mean, him as somebody who basically invented it and popularized it, I mean, maybe not invented it, but definitely popularized it, uh, it's got to seem kind of corny after a certain point, especially when everybody's doing it now. And in particular, I think he was responding to Almighty Jay, who said something about it at that time, and his attitude was kind of like, you ain't from here. What did he say? I'm not sure exactly.
0: Smoking somebody or something, Tuca or something. He tried, I saw on the game thing he was trying to say smoking Tuca or something. See them one of them type of niggas that don't know. You could get fucked up out here for saying shit like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be careful. Stop being so fucking dumb out here. Like this shit, real, bro.
1: I think that's the first time I ever talked to Duck. Was that little pump had a clip that went viral because he said he was smoking tuka, and yeah, Duck was too. saying something you about it. I hit up Duck like, yo, like he didn't, you know, he don't really know what the fuck he's doing. Like I was, I hit him up trying to stop the problem at that time, and I guess it worked. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of young ass kids and shit who have said Can it be shit like, like that.
0: You say shit like that, like. Duck, duck might have wanted to work with Lil Pump. You see what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. never know. It's just like, why? Why would you say that? Like, what if Duck just go dig some shit deep up about Lil Pump and just be like, smoking woo woo woo. Mm. Smoking your family member. And Lil Pump just like, why Duck doing that? You know what I'm saying? That's how we looking at it like, what the fuck? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, that shit is pointless. Like, you just doing this just because the next man saying it. And you know the meaning behind this shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. I just look at it like it just makes niggas less of an artist to me. Like you, sh- you shouldn't even be at the point where you at. Like shouldn't nobody even like look up to you like that? Because mm. it's like, dumb. You're not even you. you not even a man if you do shit like that. That's not being a man,
1: right? To me, probably one of the weirdest, like, like plot twists and all this was seeing six nine come with hell of security to Chicago and talk down about dead people stuff like that yeah how you feel when you see that you say who You're checking your face out really who
0: no nah, <laughs> but man look i don't know dude as weird as him he's i don't even want to talk about it. he might get to looking up me or something it
1: felt kind of sad been because and told on me he huh? did it and nobody really paid much attention and that was kind of like, damn, like you really are at the end of your fucking career here that nobody really gives a shit about Honestly, you. Honestly. You're doing something really fucked up and nobody's part really about talking it is about it. This is the peak. When he got, came home
0: off that shit, that was the peak of his career. Mm-hmm. But it's the worst career to have, bro. That's the worst career you could have, bro. Right. Like, I know he don't be happy. Mm. I don't give a fuck what nobody said. You could make your videos jumping around dancing with your lollipop head, shit. You're miserable. Yeah. You a rat. He bogus. Definitely. I'm done. I don't want to talk about him. His ass a rat.
1: I feel you. Um in terms of your own uh personal music and everything, where where are you at in terms of your shit right now? I know you put a few videos out recently that are doing big numbers and stuff. What uh like what do you feel like you need to do to keep your career going in the right direction?
0: Well, I feel I just got to, you know, I feel I got to travel more. You feel me? And just mm-hmm. Be willing to network more and get to know new people open up a little more get out of that chicago phase you feel me that mentality just open up a little more and you know and, and i I say drop music more drop more videos you know what i'm saying be more consistent get the fans what they want be more active on the internet you know things like that you know tap into the business more you feel me and I've been I've been doing more work, homework on the business. You feel me, and trying to learn the business more because this game is tricky. You feel me? Mm. So, yeah, that's just mainly what I got to do, and just keep dropping, keep dropping that heat what they want. Like shit, like that mini man. You heard that mini man?
1: Oh, the new one, yeah, yeah.
0: Man, that's like the hardest shit right now. Like they 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 in my inbox right now for that one. Like so fucking hard.
1: That's interesting because 50 said that Many Men was the most relevant song of the year. That's what he said. He said that, but he was referring to, uh, what, 21 used part of the beat in one of his songs. And I don't know who else used it in their songs that 50 was saying that. I I ain't
0: it. but I'm going to keep it real with you. I'll wipe that motherfucker. If that motherfucker was the um, song of the year, it was because of me.
1: (laughs) That shit hard, though, man. It's hard. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, for people who want to tap in, want to pay attention to exactly what you got going on and everything, uh, how do how do they tap in with you?
0: Yeah, you can um, share you can follow me on Instagram, Jhe underscore Ruga. Same thing, nah. Twitter, Real underscore Ruga. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I got um, I got music. I got music coming, upcoming. I got an album on the way. It's called Heartache. Basically, me opening up. You feel me about my my struggles, you know what I'm saying? My my pain, the shit I went through, shit I was kind of holding in and, and the world kind of don't know about me, you feel me? Just, I got an album coming, you know, and you can basically follow me on them platforms, whatever it is, you know? And it's the, the sky's the limit from here, you know what I'm saying? I just gotta keep pushing. Y'all gonna see it. New album on the way, Heartache, Facts. There it is, Ruga. I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, man, it's all love, man. Y'all know y'all my peoples, man. I fuck with... I, I be watching your shit, too, like... Oh, I appreciate I be watching, bro, like... I like your energy. I fuck with you.
1: Oh, I appreciate it. I watched
0: it. that um, Black China interview. <laughs>
1: she was on this motherfucker, like, she was... <laughs> that was a street classic. Yeah, she oh, was yeah.
0: on this motherfucker, like, white China. I like Let a guy like playing. you <laughs> comes
1: in here, you and two of your homies, all basically involved in a contest to see who can roll the fattest blunt... Yeah, we smokes. We there a smoker is.
0: smokers. Like, I got shit. Like, I got where my shit, go? I sold over there. But it's some shit. I ain't gonna lie. It's called Lucky Charm. I was feeling lucky. Mm. Y'all got some shit. I like y'all weed. Hey,
1: California, come on over anytime. We'll roll you one.
0: So do it be mountain lions out
1: here and shit? Yes, last night I went out to smoke before I went to bed, and I hear all these fucking mountain lions or, or whatever it is mountain going lions? crazy. It, they're definitely eating some animal cuz i hear the animal like crying in pain and then slowly dying and i could just hear these mountain lions fucking tearing it apart and it was a really odd soundtrack for me to smoke a blunt so will to. a
0: mountain lion tear you apart i don't i catch think, you
1: i think maybe if you were to catch it in the right environment or whatever but i've been just standing out on the street and just see the coyotes like walk right by me and i'm just like oh. yes it's know, still kind of scary but i, I don't think they go for humans that. like that no, yeah, that's some weird yeah, shit That's
0: that's some shit right there Like,
1: yeah, that's different If you shot a, a mountain lion, are you going to get in trouble? You just shot it, no, shoot it, no problem? Yeah, I guess if you yeah, that You makes would?
0: Sense. What? <laughs> Fuck, they
1: protecting the mountain lion? Would the mountain lion get in trouble if it bit you? Shit I know Officer I feel like a cop would have to understand
0: Right, that's i protecting
1: myself Fucking hell, man we, You shouldn't even go to jail for the gun if it's illegal, shit Yeah No. That's
0: self-defense. That's what we need guns for, mountain lions.
1: All right. Ruga, appreciate you, man.
0: Man, it's all love, man. I appreciate you, man, for even, you know what I'm saying, reaching out just fucking with me in.
1: Uh, You got an important story to tell, man.
0: Most definitely, man. It's definitely getting hurt. You know what I'm saying? It's getting out. We getting out. One step at a time. See what's going
1: on with the phone. You got his phone right there, man. Yeah, man, that's forever. Much respect. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want to support. RIP Duck, RIP everybody. Appreciate y'all.